You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. I'm talking about straining for that logo on the side of your helmet and not the name on your back. Yes, sir. Because we know what it represents. It represents everybody here you see and everybody you can't that we've talked about. I'm here to strain with you, man. I swear to God I'm here to strain with you. Let's go. Everything you got, strain with everything you got. Let's go. Let's go. Bills on three. One, two, three. Bills. You're listening to the Off Tackle with John Fita Show with your host, Joe Miller. Well, what is going on, everybody? Welcome into the Off Tackle with John Fina Show. That's John Fina. I'm the host, Joe Miller, and we have a, kind of a cool announcement. We have a sponsor. So, like, we're legitimate now. We officially... Legit. <laughs> legitimate. Not only you at 5% with Buffalo Rumblings, but we have a sponsor, and that sponsor, just so everybody knows, is Q42. Grills Mafia, have you ever heard about Q42? They craft authentic barbecue sauces in seriously small batches. Why 42? No, it's not in honor of Patrick DeMarco. It's because 42 is the latitude of Buffalo, and these sauces are made right here in Western New York. There's the Kansas City barbecue and the Carolina mustard sauce, all natural ingredients, local honey, and bold and a bold blend of spices. You could call them the butch roll of quarterback sauce so- or QB sauces, barbecue sauces, my bad, because all they do is score touchdowns. Order at Q42barbecue.com. Use the code FINASHOW and get 15% off your order. Please jump over. Well, not right now, but when you get a chance, jump over and it's right here. It's right here. Q42 barbecue.com promo code. <laughs> it's not on your side. It's on my side. However, we have both sampled this sauce. So what were your thoughts on the sauce? And then I'll give you mine. So we used it um, with my buddy in Buffalo up there near the park. Uh, we, we did some chicken. Mm. We got it almost done. And then we put a nice glazing of the sauce on about 14 pieces of thighs and drumsticks with the uh, Carolina. And then we did the Kansas City on the other half. We got a nice glazing on it. We closed the lid and then we reapplied more sauce. So mm. it got a nice layer mm. of sauce. It was it was excellent. Yeah. Um, I'm lean toward the Carolina because uh, you don't get it really often. You don't right. see a lot of mustard-based sauces, and it's got the right amount of zing without being, you know, too much, not too vinegary. Very smooth, very approachable. I, I really enjoy it. I was in the same exact spot as you were. We actually uh, brought some chicken barbecues home for, from lunch yesterday, and uh, I threw both. We dipped in both. My wife, myself, my daughters all loved it. So, Big shout out, big props for us to to Q Barbecue or Q42 Barbecue. And uh, we would recommend it, obviously, outside of even the show itself. But uh, super thankful for uh, Q42 teaming up with us. But you were watching, as we said, the Off Tackle John Fina show brought to you by Q42 Barbecue. New sponsor, new shout out, new fun on the Buffalo Rumblings Multicast Network. My name is Joe. That's John. We're here to talk about a, what, a 38 to 20 drubbing of the Kansas City Chiefs. Are you laughing about the misses or are you laughing about me? It's all of it, man. You make, you make me laugh. I got my lighting designer here working while the show's going on. I get stuck right here. What a game, man. What little to- game. little, little Tommy, boy, Tommy Boy reference for all the millennials in the room. That's what they're right here. <laughs> what a game. So, yeah, so we're going to start right where we always start, which is thoughts on the game so what were your mate what were your primary thoughts on the game i got my list you, Always that's got a, my list that that is a list it is a list it's indeed. the good and the bad list like thoughts on the game expectations versus the good and the need yes. work right yes yes yeah so i'll say this i expected to win 
And I think everybody in Bell's Mafia expected to win too. Now, it, we kind of went in there with this anger like we remembered the AFC Championship game. And forget the game, remember mm. the feeling. That's right. You know, they should have used that feeling of victory to win game one, but I'm still trying to put that behind me. Right. So I expected to win. Uh, I knew it was going to be a struggle when nobody plays perfectly. You know, we got to be better where we got to be better, but I'm thrilled. I mean, thrilled. I, I watched it again today, and I got to tell you that the more I watched it, the better I felt. How about you, Joe? What do you think? Yeah, I got, I've got. i got a lot. And before I get started, just so everybody knows, we're going to do our best to get to comments and questions. Uh, if you want to get our attention, specifically John's, you are free to super chat us. We are super chat live. It'll come up in a bolded fashion, and we are required to respond to them. Uh, we are not necessarily ignoring you. It just is what it is. So if you're on Facebook, jump over to YouTube. If you've got a question and you want to get it in, super chat us. If you're on YouTube, yep, that all that good stuff. For me, observations. I think that I tried, I, tr I literally sat in front of the TV, the game came on. One of the few experiences for me where I get to sit down from start. Normally I'm racing to get home. I get home about 1.30 from work. I, like the game is recording and then I have to fast, through, fast forward through commercials. It's a very rushed experience for me. Like, like, like even when I'm taking notes, I can't take notes during commercials because I got to fast forward through the commercials. So I literally, I lit literally sat down and I was like, how do I feel right now? How do I feel right now before kickoff? And I would I would concur with you. I felt like the Bills were going to win this football game. I was like, I think if there's as long as they don't get cute and outcoach themselves, which I think they've done in the past, they they've got a good chance of winning this football game. And as the game played on, I've got a couple. You know, this team is now, in my opinion, a nightmare to play. Just as I was reflecting back on it today, you come in any team coming in to play the Bills. So let's talk about the Buccaneers. Let's talk about the Chargers at some point in the playoffs the Browns in the playoffs, any team that's coming in to play the Bills, you know that you've got to outscore their offense. The Bills are averaging in the 30s. I don't even know. It's some crazy number. I didn't look it up. They've got a, they've got an offense that's going to put points on you. And at the very same time, you've got to face their defense, which is the number one scoring defense in the, in the NFL and just held the number one scoring offense in the NFL or second to 20 points. 20 points. 20 points. So you can't shut down the offense, right? You're not going to shut down the Bills offense. And you can't beat their defense. So we're looking at a, a situation where it's not even a pick your poison. You almost come in like, I don't even, I don't, I don't know what to do. And the blueprint that's out there for Josh Allen and Pat Mahomes works for Pat Mahomes, dropping cover two, right? Not pressuring, just bringing front four. Doesn't work against Josh Allen. This is a weird place to be in. And like there's people in the chat right now talking about adrenaline and excitement and crazy feelings and wondering what's next. And we'll talk about expectations, but it's hard not to wonder where this takes us, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's really hard right now, especially if you're a Bills Mafia, you know, member since, you know, 1960, whatever, when the fran franchise started, right? 60, 60. 1960. It, you, this feeling right now is akin to the 90s, probably 89, 88, where it just started to get really good again after the 65 AFL championship or whatever. You know, this feeling... And the, 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 the worry is don't get out over your skis as a fan or a player or right. you work in the ticket office or in, in facilities, right? right. You still got to dial in every single rep of practice. And you got to dial it in as a fan uh, not, to, not to get out over your skis with expectation. Yeah. Because anomalies happen. We see it all the time. You lose to a team you should beat or you have an underwhelming performance and you lose a game at the last moment. And you're like, wait a minute. We, I had us winning the Super Bowl by like, you know, five and a half. <laughs> right. So we're right. still on week six now, right? Yeah, we're, we're going into week six, which is, six. this is the, we, we've got our first Sorry, super chat six. for the night. But this was literally the breakneck situation. This was when we looked at the schedule. Man, they did it to us again. Chiefs, Titans, primetime, both games. What crushed us last year, they turned around and they did it to us again this year. And now all of a sudden, you beat the Chiefs. And that Titans team doesn't look, as difficult as it did last year and now you're or like is, or is that the trap game now <laughs> right because the tennessee tuxedos have not been fantastic but so we can get we can get to it the, the next difficult game on the schedule literally looks like the buccaneers yeah right don't 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 get your uh 
Don't get don't get too far over your skis there, Mister. Right, I'm 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 I'm, I'm way way over the skis. Uh, we got our first super chat from Patrick Hazy. I'm guessing that's Hazy or Heisey. I'm I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing. No, with Heisey, right. dude. I think you uh, know Patrick what? No, I'm going with Hazy. Hazy IPA, <laughs> Patrick the Hazy IPA. What you got? He's got a super chat for us. He says, John, from your experience, how does the rest of the offense handle it when a skill position player is pouting over their usage? Sure seems like that could be the case with Beasley. I don't know if you've caught it. I don't know that there's any public pouting from Cole Beasley. However, there is Cole Beasley yesterday or the day before or today deactivated his Twitter account, which has inferred a lot of Bill's Mafia members. I'm worried about it. I did not say it anywhere as public that I thought that's what happened, but there's an inference there that he's mad about his usage. So that's actually an observation, right? Uh, where, on where, the field usage, not Twitter usage, I'm guessing. On the field usage, yeah, that he is back. Bro, I sent you up. That's an easy one. <laughs> Knock it out of the park. Hey, you know, Mike, my, my, look, I never pouted because I didn't get the ball thrown to me enough. I had like this much, <laughs> as I call it, uh, the give a shit meter for skill positions that pout. Sorry. You know what? I, I honestly, if they had thrown the ball to me 3,000 times and we never won the Super Bowl, I'd still rather have a Super Bowl and get the ball this many times. Right, right. Well, For sure. I mean, look, I hope that's not the case. I hope he's bigger than that. I've seen it before. We've all seen it. Um, and it's not it's not a good look. So. Yeah. I'm going to give people the benefit of the doubt. I'm shouting, aren't I? Sorry, I get emotional. No, you're not. You're not. You're not. You're not shouting. So uh, I'm going to give you one more positive observation before I give you a negative observation. Positive observation. Emmanuel Sanders is that guy that has been in the league for a very long time for me, right? He's been, he's been a, he's one, he's been in a couple Super Bowls. He's got a Super Bowl championship. He's always that guy that it's like, why can't the Bills have a guy like that? In the 20 year drought, we had molds obviously prior to, Andre Reed, we had guys that could do that, what a real wide receiver one looks like. And Emmanuel Sanders was always kind of, he was one of those guys that looked that way, right? And I, I remember always feeling like, why can't we have a guy that, a guy like that? And now we've got two on the outside with Diggs and Sanders. They're not ugly open. Do you know what I mean when I say ugly open? Ugly open is like, Stevie was great. Stevie Johnson was a great wide receiver. He was a little bit, he was hard to get a hold of. He ran great routes, but he was never behind the defender. He was never, his guy was never wholly beaten, right? And it seems like Sanders is the perfect fit for this offense. Every time Allen finds him, he's running alone somewhere. Like the dude's yeah. three or four yards. For me, the, the one of the big positives from this game, and not only, I'm ready to say it because it's been five games. I'm ready to say I'm excited about what Emmanuel Sanders brings to this team. I had a feeling he was an upgrade over John Brown, who I love. All of Bill's Mafia loves John Brown. Sanders is just, he's cut from a different cloth. Well, I think he, I think he just brings so much more experience. I right. mean, he, he's a different guy. Um, he, he just, he does a little bit more. Right. And honestly, it, it's a really great compliment to Diggs. And, you know, you go, you go into a game and you want to shut down Diggs and then Emmanuel Sanders and now, whether or not Cole Beasley is actually upset about the, the targets that he's getting, it's going to shift, and it's going to be it's going to be Beasley and Davis and Diggs, right? Yeah, yeah. So you know, you skipped all over me. I didn't get to any of my goods other than expecting. We're not on goods. I'm still on observations. I'm just these are just observations oh. for me. I've got yeah. Oh, so this okay. is just game observations. I do want to throw I didn't this. Even out get here. an observation. In. <laughs> you did. You started first, and then tossed me the ball. Uh, the spot eleven twenty nine asks: Do the Bills resign? Emmanuel Sanders next year. Now, obviously, there's a caveat. He has already said that if he wins a Super Bowl this year, he's done. But if the Bills don't win a Super Bowl, do the Bills? He's on a one-year deal. Do the Bills resign him? Yes, but I would rather he retire next year based on his promise to retire after we win the Super Bowl. Right. Very good. I have a negative I observation. Seventeen dollars on that. <laughs> I have a negative observation. Do you have an observation? One more observation. Just overall, overall kind of expectation versus what happened. Um. No, I mean, I think you know, going into a hostile environment like that, I, I kind of let those things slide a little bit. What do you got? Yeah, that, that environment cannot be overstated. And I don't know how many people really paid attention because I've said it on several shows. I don't know if I've said it to you, like about just the Kansas City crowd. Bill's crowd, first down when the defense is on the field, loud, ball is snapped, quiet. Second down, loud, ball is snapped, quiet. Third down, really loud, ball is snapped, quiet. Kansas City crowd, 
as soon as as soon as the, the opposing team offense comes out loud all the way across <laughs> until they punt the ball or something happens that crowd is just insane like they don't Maybe know they, they just don't drink as much as our crowd <laughs> they just don't or they don't they know just get worn out after a few series you know like <laughs> maintaining the fever pitch we need to have like training camp for for the crowd 12 man training camp <laughs> tips tricks pointers some, some burpees little circular little pamphlets on the windshield <laughs> some burpees yeah uh my night prizes right my like 26 shirts for the fan who like they could bring their own decibel meter right you probably have a resource <laughs> for those being a musician like I have a, a I, I, decibel meter like mounted to their nostril or something that I have a decibel meter on my phone. I have, and I actually own a decibel meter and I can actually tell you what they do and how to like, you know, set them and understand what they're saying to you. My negative observation, then we'll move on to the good, uh, is this. Trey seems, in my opinion, and I'd love to know a player's perspective. The Bills the Bills played the Chiefs last year. They were clearly tentative. They got outcoached. They played in the playoffs again outcoached and there's a moment there where you're thinking to yourself they're not sure they can play with these guys for whatever reason whether it's what the, the game plan is or or the execution the distraction afc championship not ready for it, whatever it is they came into this game and every single player on that team by and large was up for the challenge and it just seemed like trey kind of still had that boogeyman mentality inside of him in this game it's weird to me that the only quarterback i've seen that's not afraid to throw at tredavious white is pat mahomes pat mahomes doesn't care where Tredavious White is, who he's following, who he's tracing, whether he's on the right side or the left side, wherever his read takes him, whatever the read is, wherever Hill is, wherever Kelsey is, he's throwing the football. Is there something, were there games for you where it's like, man, I just can't play against that team. I don't know what it is. They're just in my head, rent-free. I don't know, man. I mean, I, I see where you're going with that. I, I like, I, I know that that's like a, a fan type of narrative, right? You always want to build a story around something. Mm. It's hard for me to latch onto something like that. Now gotcha. there, there's definitely truth in a quarterback doesn't fear any DB. I'll, I'll, I'll grant you that. But what I, I'll tell you what, I'll take the negative and turn it into a positive. You know, for me, I just thought that he played with an amount of a, aggressive nature that they didn't play with in the AFC championship game. It resulted in a few flags, but I mean, flags were thrown on the bills. I don't know if there were 12 in the game against seven to them, but the, the number and type of flags that were thrown did not seem to be equal on both sides of the ball. So that, that brings it into the forefront of your thinking. But my opinion is we won the game, and if it took three or four flags on trade, maybe that's how you exercise the demons and move right. on from it. Right. It doesn't worry me because I, I think about the, just the, the aggressive nature of the way the entire defense played last night as opposed to oh, the yeah. championship game. And if you're not doing like 360 circles, you know, jump down, turn around, celebrate, then you're out of your mind because it was a completely different look. Yeah, I, I one of the points that I made last night on the overreaction show was about Poyer putting that hit on Kelsey. As much as Collinsworth is right, and Collinsworth, I, I didn't like his comment. You and I, even everybody on Twitter was talking about Collinsworth last night and today. Even you and I talked about it uh, post-game uh, today. As much as he's right, players don't go out there with the intent necessarily, most players, to hurt somebody. Obviously, you've got Vontez Perfect, who was out there to hurt people. That's yeah. what he tried to do all the time. Well, he went to Arizona State, so. <laughs> that, that must be why. Um, Poyer was sending a message late in that game when he hit Kelsey the way that he did. In my opinion, he was he was letting them know. Whatever. I mean, um, look, sending a message or not, Joe, I mean, now you're like, okay, you can hit a guy below here, but not above here. I'm not and talking. Below here, but not above there. In this area, but don't not don't jump in don't jump in i'm not saying he, i'm not saying that it was illegal what i'm saying is is in my opinion that that when you look at his emotion after the hit yes. the high fives in the celebration he was letting the chiefs know we're not afraid of you anymore well and he's also letting them know you need to be afraid of me right i think that was and even you know digs with uh, the stiff arm on the reception you know a little bit of swagger um yeah I don't know. Maybe they weren't ready for the stage last year. Maybe it was prep game plan, but I'm going to transition so smoothly Let's do it. into my good. Let's do it. Like nine, nine guys played defensive line. We mm -hmm. rushed four 
all the time. Yes. Like, we talked, everybody's talked about, not we, everybody said part of the reason we couldn't get over the Chiefs last in the last game because we couldn't get to Mahomes. Right. Uh, I, I, it, it's better to count how many times he planted his feet and threw than how many times he ran out of the pocket because the number where he felt comfortable sat there and threw the ball, you probably count on one hand. Mm-hmm. It was ridiculous. Right. And what was amazing about it, he got skittish quick. Yeah. He just was looking. He His expectation was, if I don't throw the ball or run right now, I'm going to get hit. Yeah. And he, he bolted. Yeah. I mean, he had, he had, it showed his six carries for whatever, 32 yards or 45 yards or whatever it was. But he bolted from the pocket to throw on a variety of occasions. And then Collinsworth, we could do a whole show on that guy. (laughs) But there were a couple where, I mean, well, Mahomes thought the receiver was going to run around the linebacker. You know, he's his expectation. I'm like, are you kidding? The ball skipped twice before it got there. Yeah, he was, he was. Mahomes skipped the ball. How much of that goes into? I wonder, game to game, how much of that for a quarter, especially for a quarterback, especially, you know, when they're getting, it's Josh Allen against the Steelers. Josh Allen against the Steelers was unsettled. He was hurried. He was worried about the traffic around his feet. He was not comfortable. His throwing motion was off. And I wonder if some of that carried over into the next game. And you got to wonder, same thing, Chiefs, if that's carried into the Chiefs game. Go ahead. The only difference is we didn't get the holding calls None uh, of them. that Pittsburgh got. Right. I mean, guys were getting mugged all over the place. You know, I'll tell you, go back and watch anybody out there. Go back and watch Micah Hyde's uh, pick six, okay? Watch Tariq Hill off the line of scrimmage. He comes from the right side of the formation. He yep. runs that drag. Yep. There's like four guys running at the depth of the sticks to get the first down. He comes out of his break, and in like his sixth step, he knows he's not open yet, but he looks downfield at the secondary to see who's going to come clobber him. And he sees Micah Hyde coming out of the corner of his eye. He goes back to make the catch, and you'll see he looks. Oh, yeah. Before he catches the ball. <laughs> but before that, he checks for support. Right, right. That's what, that's what four hungry defensive linemen rotating through with a maximum 47 snaps by any one of them will do for your secondary running too deep and flying up on the underneath routes. Well, we've got some video. We promised everybody video last we week. So did we uh, promise ourselves or did we promised everybody. We promised everybody. So we've got, so do you want to jump to the first uh, video that you asked me to queue yeah, up? Yeah, sure. Your, we'll keep this you? one quick, but I love it. Right. Can so, you see my pointer? We cannot see your pointer, unfortunately. So well, what do you, okay. So two things on this play that are important to notice, pause it. Okay, look at the extension from Greg Rousseau, right? This is how you want to make your way down the line of scrimmage. So Greg Rousseau is the is the, the end closest to us. Right, at the bottom of the screen is what we say. Yep. Okay, so Greg Rousseau is about to get extension. He's going to extend this play toward the line of scrimmage. But what you don't see in the frame, behind the running back and, and behind Mahomes, you've got the referee and the umpire. Remember, they move the umpire from where Tremaine Edmonds is back behind, right? Right, right. That's why we're seeing all these holding calls. Okay. Keep in mind that the running back, if that's Edwards Hilaire, I can't remember. It is. He's running toward the right tackle, which means that the umpire and the referee are tracking the running back, heading downhill toward the right tackle and Greg Rousseau. Give me two frames and pause it again. Bang. Right there. Right now, Ed Oliver is being held. He's being undressed. The guys that should be making this call are right above the 40 uh, on your screen mm-hmm. and the hash marks right behind Pat Mahomes. And actually, Taron Johnson is also being held, if you look at that red glove on the outside of his shoulders. Well, right. So give me two more frames. Right there. Okay. So there's the disengagement, the pad lowering. That football position right there by Greg Rousseau is tech. Like if you're teaching kids, that's it. Yeah. Taron Johnson's getting held. Look uh, at, at, at Oliver's about upside down. At Oliver's about <laughs> upside down. So I just want to show everybody that, you know, we're freaking out. All of Bill's Mafia is freaking out about the holding calls. I want you all to know that I'm going to, you know, I'm going to validate your feelings. 
Yeah. Because this was an easy one. They missed this, it. This guy at the bottom of the screen right here, the, the line judge. Yeah. He could have made that call. Easy. He, he could have made the one on Taron Johnson right there. He probably. Yeah, I mean, that's what I meant. Yeah, maybe Taren the Johnson. one on Ed Oliver is a little bit harder to see. But, but the I mean. Umpire and the referee have the angle on Ed Oliver. Yeah, when you watch that, when you watch Ed Oliver just kind of in this motion, when you watch his body like, yep. like yeah, being held big time. And, and, you know, so the, the call they made on um, Deion Dawkins in the game was was probably 10% of what that was. Right. You know, he, he blocks down on the guy, presses him, and then when he tries to escape, he does a little bit of a tug. Right. The play he wasn't going to make, and it was ridiculous. So um, I don't know why I chose that video other than seriously – the umpire and the referee are looking right there. The play right. is hitting right there. It's naked. It's an open-ended run. They got nothing else to look at. There's no other traffic. There's no tight end. There isn't a motion guy coming across. It's, there's not a combination block. It's easy. Make the call. Yeah, so that 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 is not officially technically the good outside of the fact that the Bills yesterday beat the Chiefs and they beat the referees in this football game. That's right. Legitimately beat what what do you do as a player when it's clear and obvious like the funny part was when when the when the phantom call on mitch morse happened on third down josh Allen runs out for a first down and they called a, a holding a holding call on on mitch morse i think it was the fourth quarter the bills are trying to put the game away i got on my laptop and i was literally typing this game is fixed and then the the roughing the passer play happened right after it which was marginal it was roughing the passer by definition but it was marginal and to me that was a makeup call where are you? Where's your headspace as a player when it's like they're just? This is well, not balanced. This you know, is not. <laughs> we're just like everybody else. Call everything or don't call everything, or don't That's call fair. anything. Right, right. You can't. You can't let the other team get away with egregious holding, and only call one. Right. And so that that goes kind of goes back to what I was thinking when I was driving racing home to get on on the show, is, you know. I don't mind Tredavious, uh, or yeah, Tredavious White uh, with the penalties because I feel like there's a bucket, and sure. pretty soon, you know, there's there's enough penalties, it's full, and then it starts to even out. Now, in order for this to be even, we would have had to have six quarters in the game, <laughs> but it started trending in the right direction. And I know I listened to your pod last night, and you were kind of nervous, and I got to tell you, I felt pretty good because I saw the things that they were doing, and I felt like that it would start to even out. And then we, the two things that we did, and let's go to the next video, but yeah. the goods, the fourth quarter, fourth quarter drive killed them. And then our four minute offense to close the game was astounding. This, I've got the Josh Allen runs. Is that what you want first? Yeah, yeah, which one do we have first? Is this the so this TV? is the touchdown. This is the touchdown run. Right, so okay, you... so on the touchdown run, the right tackle and the right guard have a double team. And then one pops off on the support linebacker in the middle. He's actually, I think it's Neiman or what's his name. He, yeah. he closed, but the free safety comes up and Daryl Williams makes an incredible adjustment and grabs him. So I, we don't have any, we do have end zone cam. I don't yep. know if yep. you got it. Here we go. Right so here, yep. the right tackle, um, Spencer Brown and Daryl Williams have a deuce block, freeze it. Okay, this is perfect freeze, by the way, well done. Look at the eyes on Daryl Williams. This is what I teach the kids all the time. When you're in a combination block, it's just like we all say, eyes up when a quarterback's scrambling, eyes up looking downfield. Mm -hmm. So he's identified Tyron Matthew, right? Honey yep. Badger, I'm going to eat today. Yep, yep. So they got this deuce block. They move it upfield. The guard is already pulled. Feliciano is already wrapped on the defensive end. As, is Dawkins. It. as, as has Dawkins. And Dawkins went around him. So the defensive end wrong-armed it, which means he shut the space down. Dawkins wrapped it around the around the guard. And now right here, this is the block. Darrell Williams comes off because the defensive end floats out to Spencer Brown. He just has to get a shoulder on Tyron and nobody's stopping Josh. So run it. Bang. Right, right in the end zone. So you, you see Darrell Williams on Tyron Matthew right there. Dawkins has already finished his block. Brown has already finished his block, right? Mm -hmm. Bang. Yep. Touchdown. The other one's a little different. So here's, here's the diagram. Yeah, I, you can't I'm gonna, see I'm it. I'm just going to let this one roll right here because you can see Brown, Williams, and Dawkins all engaged. That's and a great view. What's cool about this shot is the fact that, <laughs> that Dawkins is literally the left tackle and he's on the outside of the right tackle. Like, that's a cool shot. So right? go back a couple of frames. Let me see if I can. 
I don't know if you're going to get. All right. So you you had it. Go back. Ready. Stop. So Feliciano is back here out of the frame. um, Bottom left corner of your screen right there. Yep. So when when this guy number whatever, 95, 55, 65, 55, 55, Clark, I think. So when Feliciano was coming, usually the guard's going to kick him out. That's the expression, kick him out. But he closed, so Feliciano butts him up. And then what happens is William goes, Williams goes, or Deion Dawkins goes around the outside. Right. So typically the quarterback or the running back should follow the tackle and break this thing all the way outside. But Josh can really run, and he's an opportunist. So he knows the fastest way is forward. Mm. And he, he just takes it upfield. Yep, yep, Once yep. does a decent job on the nose guard, creates a seam, and you're in the end zone. Super good, super good. Now we have the exact same play, right? Is the next one, next one, next one that we're going to look at, which is this one same right play, here. But, the, but the, the issue is it's a different defense. Right. Okay, so we can look at it in real time, and then we'll freeze it at the end zone shot real quick. All right, so tackle guard pull, Feliciano hooks, and Dawkins is supposed to kick out. But this play fails because Spencer Brown just getting used to – okay, pause it right there. Yep. So before, the guy on Daryl Williams was in a three technique. Now he's in a gap or a one or a shade. So what's supposed to happen here, pin and pull, right? So Williams blocks down, Booker blocks back. Feliciano, Brown, Feliciano, Feliciano blocks back. No. Yeah, seventy six. No. No. I see. I see. I see. Brown, Williams, Morse, Feliciano, Dawkins. Yeah, but blocking back means going away from the direction of the play. You said Bucker. You said Bucker. My bad. I was co- correcting your player. My bad. No, I said blocking back. Oh, my bad. Okay. <laughs> blocking back. Ignore so me. So Morse and and Williams block back. The yep. other two pull around. Yep. Feliciano, right? Okay, so what happens on this play? Stop right there. Yep. Spencer Brown needed to identify that the linebacker in front of him right now was number two. Number one is a little bit outside the box on the right, number 45. Yep. So if you come back just a little bit, what he needed to do right here is drive his right foot upfield and head toward the crotch of that linebacker. So what happens is he floated just a little bit too much inside and the linebacker came down and he wasn't able to front him up, right? He got, he got to front this guy up. So he lets him ooze off the top and that's how he gets free to get Josh. Stop it right there. Right See? there. Yep. Yep. Misses him. Hey, it's, Roman, funny. What's up? It's, it's, it's funny because he gets out there in space. And you can see he kind of is like, I'm not like this moment right here. Who's my guy, right? You can tell that he's his head's not is not directed towards or pinned on that linebacker. You can see it right there. Right. So go there, back. There, he just Roman the same thing. He just recognized it. You can see it right here. He's like, that's my guy. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but the problem is that the snap he should have counted, right? So stop right there. Yep. So Gabe Davis, that's Gabe Davis, right? Where? Nineteen. No, nineteen is Isaiah McKenzie. God, McKenzie, sorry. So McKenzie goes across the form. I'm not wearing my reading glasses. I can't see. No worries, no worries. So he goes across. Stop right there. He goes across the formation. So now Spencer needs to know that that linebacker, he's got a, he's got number two. And he's looking at number three. And when yeah, he, he realizes, oh, crap, I got number two, he's too late. So he's, looking at, the, he's looking at the linebacker because we don't have pointers. He's looking at the linebacker in the like straight down from the E. In right at the bottom of the F. Yep, right. He's looking he, at the one on the E, he right. should be looking at the middle of the three. So Correct. Roman, go back. See how his feet are oh. are, are on top of one another? Go back, Joe. Uh, so right yeah, here, right. right here, that right leg is should be driving upfield. You know how I tell you on the back side of or the front side of zone or the back side of zone when you're releasing, and I want you to rip through so the quarterback can read the end. Mm-hmm. So that's the technique. So Spencer steps under himself. And he's got to get this guy, but he floats too far. Run the play. Now, bang. See that? He's in a bad position. This guy uh, wrong arms it. Dawkins is in good shape. But because he came through and turned his shoulders and tried to work his way back outside, this guy made the tackle. Yeah. Foiled. This is Roman Fina, everybody. Just came from practice. 
This is Joe Miller from Joe Miller Wired. <laughs> from Joe Miller, from Buffalo. You just call me from Buffalo. <laughs> from this is Roman. He's the starting left tackle of South Point Catholic Lancer freshman football team. Younger brother of Bruno Fina, right. who is uh, currently at UCLA. Hence the visor that yeah. uh, John is currently wearing. All right. We spent a lot of time on that. Do you want to do the Zach, Zach Moss one real quick? Yeah, 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 dude. Like, this is great stuff. So, yeah. All right. Stop. Okay. Third, all right. We're in first and 10. We got the lead. Go downhill. Right? This guy, your tight end, is not your guy. It's time your to swing your relief. Your blockers are inside of there. So if you look at Zach's body position, he's got this idea that he's going to hit the edge. Mm -hmm. But the tight ends don't think about leading on the outside. You know how I tell you on, on, a, on a wide play, you got to get your head outside, right? And your right, your inside arm has to be strong. What, what happens with tight ends is they don't, they're afraid to let that leverage get away from them and go for the hook. Mm -hmm. So they end up blocking inside out. And you just got to know as a running back on first and 10, you got 18, you're up by 18. You're in the end of the third quarter. You need to just head downhill. Yeah, just take down. the three or four yards. Look at the great block that's going on. I think that's, um, I think it's Morse. Yep. 60 yeah. right in the middle underneath, underneath Brown. Block in the backside. Spencer's uh, I think Spencer Brown loses his block here. But if you look at the difference, another reason I chose this play, you know, Bill's offensive line is establishing the line of scrimmage on the defensive side. Right, right. As opposed to where our front four are establishing the line of scrimmage. So first and 10, Zach, just press it, man. Let it go. Bang. Now look at all the look at the soft spot that was there. Yeah, right here, right, right on the side of Feliciano or heads up heads up from Feliciano. More of it is just, you know, second year guy just understanding where you are in the game, mm -hmm. which is why when you look at some of the things that Josh is doing now, he's a better game manager than he's ever been. His, his numbers and his stats don't look as good as they did yet last year, maybe whatever, right. But he's a better game manager and Zach and his head and Singletary should manage that run better. Maybe. One of the one of the goods in that football game was definitely the north and south that Devin Singletary was was executing. He was getting downhill fast, like like lightning. This was the last one you wanted to look at, which was the excuse me, the Emmanuel Sanders touchdown. Yeah. So before one. you before you run this, you know, you, anybody who's listened to us talk, I talk about play action all the time. Why to hold the linebackers? Well, why? We're at the freaking nine eight and a half nine yard line. There's really nowhere to go. Right. So you can't drop outside the end zone as, as a secondary. Mm -hmm. So you're lo you're looking at this tiny compressed space with some really good professional athletes. Mm -hmm. so how can I make space where I got to get the ball over a level of guys and into Emmanuel Sanders hands? Right. Mm -hmm. I need them to suck up to the line of scrimmage. That's why play action matters. So just run this play twice. The first time, watch the linebackers, both of them. Right. There they are. Stop. Right. They're in the they're they're at the line of scrimmage. Immediate this first entire, step. And I don't have a pointer, but this entire void between the five-yard line, the six-yard line, and the goal line is money. So Josh can throw this ball on a rope, not have to do some sort of fade and give Tyron Matthew a chance to recover. He's created all of the space to for a throwing lane by committing to the run, by making great fakes, by the offensive line getting four yards per carry. They don't have a choice. They got to come up and play the run. Stop. Look at that void. If you take any one of those linebackers, put them like they're running out to the flat at the five-yard line, they have a chance to block this ball. But there's nobody there. What's amazing about it, too, is that he held that corner out there, and he, and he kept and – and Tyron had to stay home because of – the, the the first two steps of the linebackers um and and this is obviously from the from the from the game film um right so he's he's paused just a little bit too long and just before right here Allen is looking at where is it at right there he's looking at the outside guy he's looking at McKenzie which is holding the dude to the top left the top left just long enough for him to come back and hit Sanders and guess what he could have pumped that and dumped it to McKenzie right 
Yeah, so that's, that, that's our video montage for the day. Uh, those are my diagrams. Uh, I sign these and I sell them for charity if anybody wants it. Um, you, can, you can use it for firewood if you want. Or, uh, you before you do up. that, before you do that, go to q42barbecue.com yeah. and buy some barbecue sauce. You can light your Q42 barbecue with this. Yes, you probably could. You know what I like about Q42 barbecue too, by the way? What's that? Local ingredients, natural ingredients. It matters. Yeah. You, it matters. Yeah. So we got uh, 15 minutes left in this show. Let's get to the loved. For me, I loved the game plan for Josh Allen. This was the first time. I know this is going to sound weird because Josh Allen is a threat on the ground. His legs are, as a runner, Josh Allen is a threat. This looked the most natural running for me that Josh Allen has looked since 2019. He did not look natural running the football in 2020. Yesterday, he looked like. He looked the way he did in 18 and 19. Just it looked like it was there. It wasn't. I don't know what's going on with the run schemes. Maybe you can speak differently to it. Last night, he just looked more comfortable in the run schemes. Maybe the holes were just different. Maybe it was just the blocking schemes were different. I don't know. I can't speak to it. I just love the game plan for him. And then obviously the deep shots uh, were a big part for me. I don't know how bad this Kansas City Chiefs defensive backfield is. But they're, they're not good. Bad. They were getting torched all over the place. Yeah, they're not good. But Josh Allen know, had seven completions at the end of the half. He was averaging 30 yards per completion. That's that was a record, an NFL record. Yeah. And look, we can all we 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 just play who shows up. If they can all have their best defensive lineman or their best cornerback, I'm, I'm not apologizing. Yeah. You just need yeah. who shows up. But to your point, I was thinking about this too. Um like we have some sort of weird connection because I, I was generating this thought earlier today. It seems to me the type of guy that Josh Allen is. Right. I think giving him a couple of runs early just gets that moxie in him, gets his testosterone pumping. Yeah, for sure. And I think that I think he feeds off of himself when he has success like that. Of course, there's a danger, right? Get yep, hurt. Yep, yep. But I think I think it helps him uh just jump into the game. I think it gets his his mind right, it gets him loose. It gets him comfortable. I, you know, I think he, it, you feel like an immediate contributor when you run for six yards. Yeah, Scott Blakely is asking to see the uh, the Josh Allen ankle twist. We just showed it. This is it. Um, so just if you want to just watch this real quick. It wasn't super bad. It was more about Collinsworth and what Collinsworth said. So it's right here at the end of this. You see 54 on the ground kind of twisting his ankle. And it was more about Collinsworth's words than it was anything else. The defensive line play in this football game, you already talked about it, the, the rotation. The fact that <laughs> I said to you when we talked earlier today, you know, that you had almost talked me off the ledge. When when Spence and I were working through the draft and the Bills took Russo and then they took Basham, we were like, what is going on? You draft a project player. You got a bad defensive line. You draft a project player first, and then you draft, like, the guy that's going to start second. And like we start the season and Rousseau's the guy, Basham is, is a healthy scratch every week. And now you're playing the Chiefs, the best team in football, save the Bucks. They're both playing and they're both making plays together, first and second round draft picks as rookies against the Chiefs. Wildest dreams land right there, right? So, I mean, I love the picks going way back and I'm, I made it clear that I did, um, but that didn't mean I was going to be right. I just have more faith in the process juice than anybody else. And there are people out there who would say, I'm with Fina. I thought the same thing. And you know what? At, at the end of the at the end, when they have another draft, they're still not calling you, me, and Spence the King. No. But they were they were fantastic. <laughs> and, and you know what's really cool is the way that you know they're bringing them up and down. So they're all, we said this last week, they're just all hungry. The protection in this game, too, I highlighted in blue. Offensive line protected incredibly well. Um, whole as, as a thing that I thought would just kind of, you know, we talk about getting the next level, playing with confidence, feeling yeah. like you're going to beat these guys, not be intimidated. The takeaways that they can carry with them that I think are huge for the offense mm -hmm. is the fourth quarter drive. I don't know, it was like eight-minute drive. Yep. Seven-minute drive for a touchdown. Had everything all the eye candy you want as a fan. It's got runs, it's got throws, it's got play action, <laughs> everything in there. But then to top it off, as a player, when you're 
protecting a lead and there's four and a half to five minutes left in the game and you start going into this form we call it four minute offense right you want to hold the ball for four minutes you're two scores up misery they pack the box it's the worst you hate it everybody knows it's going to be a run that was about the best four minute offense that i've ever seen executed mm, that's just and, a lot that's just that a lot number one it, it it just the confidence hey you know what defense thank you for doing a great job we got this from here out yeah, we're, yeah. we're just gonna and by the way when you're the chiefs and you know it's four minute offense and you can't get off the field you're like I mean, that's the beatdown. The fourth quarter of that game, the beatdown. Yeah, for sure. And what's funny is, like you mentioned that, and I'm going to go there with, with with a comment here in a second that you weren't super nervous. So I was. There was a there was a point, and it wasn't if if we had been playing the Dolphins, if we had been playing the Jets, the Patriots, pick a team. I don't any almost any other team that isn't called the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, I probably would not have been nervous when things were getting gummed up in the run when they were trying to run the ball and couldn't when the refs were clearly playing against us, but it was the chiefs. For me, it was about the fact that it was the chiefs. The chiefs can, they did. I said it yesterday. They went to a super bowl and, and won it in every playoff game being down by double digit points. No, I know. I listened, I listened to your podcast and you have a great point, but I'm, I think I was just looking at the bare bones of it, the structure of it and what they were doing. And I picked on Zach Moss for not hitting the line of scrimmage. And if he listens, I apologize. But my God, the other things that he did were incredible. I mean, he got more than five yards after the first hit on at least six occasions. And he had, you know, eight and nine yard runs. Right. The catch or from the line of scrimmage that were astounding that that just broke their backs. Right. Uh, and the- I, I will say one thing, though. Yeah. One of the things that happened in the game and uh, somebody out there always listens to, to the podcast or the pod, and they 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 kill me for using a vocabulary word. So here it is. <laughs> hubris. Oh, I know. we're all aware of that word. If you watch Big Bang Theory, you're aware of the word hubris. <laughs> okay. 10 minutes to go in the second quarter, and they do their little, I'm the quarterback, you're the quarterback, look at us, we're the Chiefs. I'm telling you, that's hubris. Oh, yeah. You know, that's, that's, that, that's prima donna, look at me, I'm wearing the tiara. Look, we could do whatever we want. Okay, that's it. Did you watch Good Morning? Did you watch Good Morning Football today? I don't even know that's a show. So, Good Morning Football is the NFL Network's morning football program. It's actually very, very good. And what's funny is, like at the top of every hour, they start on on Monday mornings with the Sunday night replay, and on Tuesdays with the Monday night replay. So, the top of every hour, it's a three hour program. They start and they do it live, like they run through the replays. The very seven o'clock hour when they started. They were excited about it. Who's the quarterback? I'm the quarterback and window dressing and it's fun and blah, 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 blah. In the second hour, Kyle Brandt was very much like, and they're doing this thing. And I don't know why they're doing it because Josh Allen's dropping dimes for touchdowns. Like, I'm just going to, I'm the quarterback and I'm going to throw it deep. And then by the third hour, Kyle Brandt was like, this is stupid. I don't know why they're doing this because you're getting shown up in your home stadium by Josh Allen. who's hubris. throwing balls. It's hubris. hubris. They were really, I think in the third hour, he said they probably spent half the week working on the acting for this one play that didn't matter in the end. It's like, what was even the point? The reason I was bringing that up about just being nervous was because Pam said, Casey is not the best football team anymore. I don't believe that. I think they're going to find themselves. I don't believe that this is a team that suddenly has forgotten how to win. I think this is no, a team. I, I agree with that. They're struggling. Andy Reid is a is a is a is a Hall of Fame head coach. He's going to yeah. go to the, the Hall of Fame. Kelsey's going to the Hall of Fame. Hill's going to the Hall of Fame. Mahomes is going to the Hall of Fame. These guys are going to find themselves at some. Nobody point. out there though should feel bad one iota for celebrating this victory, and I know nobody is. Right. But damn it all, enjoy this victory. It doesn't mean a hill of beans until we have to play them again and we have to beat them again. Hopefully, at the Ralph. And Ridge right. Stadium. Yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure. That, that's where we want to play them next. At this point, the, the road to the Super Bowl goes through Buffalo at this point. So needs work. Things that we need to work. Uh, uh, actually, I didn't get to your goods. I think we hit. We jumped that right over. It. Um, excellent job on protection yeah. because of the uh, play action really helped. But even in drop back, they did very well. Uh, the fourth quarter drive. Yeah. Okay, to win it. Yeah. And in the fourth quarter, four-minute drive to Stick the dagger in the heart. That was awesome. And they did. And then um, just the front four 
but what they did, which gave us the, the ability to play too deep and play whatever zone coverage behind we wanted to. And you could throw all the players in there. I thought AJ Klein played great. I thought Tremaine Edlin's played awesome. Yeah. But then everybody in the secondary, you know, might've had a little bit of a hiccup here and there, but by and large, I mean, I can't, I can't say anything bad about the defense, not a yeah. single bloody thing, except they weren't playing, you know, actor enough when they were getting yanked. You know, then maybe they need acting lessons. There's a, well, there's a place up in Allentown. I'm sure they could get some, acting lessons there was there was legitimate cause for a replay on the Tredavious white interference call on travis kelsey when kelsey grabbed his shoulder pads and pulled him down so kelsey was like i'm just gonna fall down and pull Tredavious down on top of me and i'm gonna get the flag and as soon as it happened Tredavious was like i didn't jump on him he pulled me and sure enough flag comes out and the, and the replay shows it. it it was it was absolutely ridiculous it was goofy from a you need me- go ahead I was ready to move on to the needs work. That's where I was going to. Cool. From a needs work standpoint, that's literally was what I was about to say. From a needs work right, standpoint, you, you what do first. you have? Oh, you want me to go first? Awesome. Yeah. I would like to know where 11 and 13 have gone in this offense. And is it just a situation where there's just not enough ball to go around when A, Dawson Knox has become productive, B, Emmanuel Sanders is a weapon and a threat in this offense, and C, they're running the ball more effectively and efficiently I mean, they're right. As much as they said, you know, we don't need to run the ball more. We need to run the ball more effectively. They have been running it more and more effectively. So that's, you know, where has 11 and 13 gone? And after you answer or respond to that, I'm going to get to the super chat we just got. Okay. Well, I guess I'm going to respond to the question with a question. And I don't think it's your question. Sure. I mean, were we begging for a tight end threat? Yes. Okay. Great. And we got what, what looks like we got jersey numbers. We got a number of guys who can play, and then another guy who catches the ball too. And I didn't even put McKenzie in there. Right. I mean, who hasn't so caught? How many a... balls did we throw yesterday? Oh, I forgot Zach Moss. We I got can tell you. I, we got... so I can tell you. Hang on. Numbers of all the peoples that catch football. Josh right? Allen only threw the football twenty-six times yesterday. Twenty-six 26. times. My God, about twenty. How many guys are on here? Six, seven. You got eight guys on here divided by 26 is three. Yeah, it's not much. And there wasn't anybody. And that's why I don't feel that Beasley deactivating his Twitter account was about his lack of production. His turn's going to come, man. I mean, look, you don't think that you don't think that the Tennessee tuxedos are like, hey, wow, this, where did Dawson Knox come from? We got to worry about this Dawson Knox character, right? And then lo and behold, you got a tight end running straight down the seam. So then the free. And the linebacker are running with him. Right. And then Cole Beasley comes and trickles in at about nine yards, takes the ball, and you got a nine route on the outside with Diggs or Emmanuel Sanders, and now you're down the field for a 22-yard game. And the reality is two games ago, Beasley had 11 catches. So, right. And and if anybody should be upset, it's Stephon Diggs, whose whose production is way down, right, versus last year. Okay, well, let's trade now. My turn. I yep. thought Stefan Diggs could have been more aggressive going after the balls that were thrown to him. Other than your arm bar one, I thought he waited on a couple of catches. Well, that Dude. one, the deep ball, he was waiting to be hit. He literally was expecting Not to be hit. Not the one he caught. Okay, gotcha. I'm talking about the ones that were contested. If you go back, I thought, and again, I'm not on the field. I don't have the body motion. I'm trying to get the benefit of the doubt. But a half a step back toward Josh clears that catch. Emmanuel Sanders had one too. So the one where Emmanuel Sanders was in the end zone, and we only need to get to the two for a first down, he sat one yard deep in the end zone rather than coming back to the ball and getting the first down. Yeah, Eric Farrell is actually, this was the, this was, you want to start with the most perfectly timed super chat ever. And I didn't read it until like literally 30 seconds ago to myself. Great show, guys. Obviously, the deep ball was there. Why did Beasley not get targeted? Or why did he get targeted so little by the by Josh? Was Casey doing something to take him away? I think it was just he was going where the read was going. He was going so where the read was. And when he would break the pocket, he was throwing the ball to the open guy, right? Great. Well, it's a great question, Eric. But think about it in levels, not like Kramer doing his apartment in levels. But <laughs> if you think about um you you use the play action to get the quick dumps and get space inside, right? So those could have been 
Cole Beasley's area of expertise. But Josh Allen likes to do play action and go down the field deep, right? Mm -hmm. Why didn't Cole Beasley get those? Because the guys were open. So he's throwing it downfield because they weren't covering them. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're going play action and you're trying to take the top off with Sanders and Diggs and apparently Dawson Knox, then they're getting covered. Now you're coming back. You're not going for the six. Now you're coming back for the for the eight to 14 yarder. But take take the 20 or 30 yard throw. It was got. there. You're dead on. Why didn't you get them? Well, because those guys were open. And you, I can tell you right now, they're sitting there at uh, one Bills drive, and they're saying, "I didn't think, I didn't think you guys would get that open that often. Like, who would allow that? What's the honey badger out there? What?" Yeah, yeah. The only other thing that I mean, I've got Matt Hawk on my list. I'm just the guy makes me nervous. He makes me nervous too. In, insert, insert whatever fun phrase you know. Nervous is a long tail. Yeah, on a room full of rocking chairs, like whatever phrase you want to put in there. Dude just makes I will me nervous. Never say that. <laughs> as much as it didn't hurt us, him shanking a ball and putting it at the uh, at the at the Chiefs forty-eight. There's a game where it's going to hurt us. For me, it's more about running the ball more effectively, not more often. And when the Bills needed to run the football yesterday in the third quarter, and the Chiefs knew they were going to run, they were not effective. There was an aspect of like it literally backed up to twenty twenty where they could not. And I was we were texting each other. And I was furious, not furious, I was frustrated, and you laughed at me, which is fine. But to me, it's like, if you're going to impose your will on somebody, if you're going to be up by 18 points, if you're going to be up by three possessions, and it's time to run the ball, run the freaking ball, or do something different, right? And obviously, that's when it got sloppy, too. That's when it started pouring rain. Yeah, but, you know, I I, I thought about that when you were saying it. And, uh, you know, the time component, too, when you have a lead, even if you don't get enough yards to satisfy Joe Miller or John Fina on a run, we've still you've still taken a ton of time off the clock. Right. And it's a time the, the game's all about time. I see your hat and I match your hat. <laughs> so that was it. I mean, honestly, I mean, I, I felt like my criticism of uh, Sanders and Diggs on coming back for the ball is a little nitpicky in a game that you win by 18 yeah. against what will be a good football team that wasn't a terribly good football team last night. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, you know, we could have had a whole show on Collinsworth just gushing <laughs> and not, not just fairly talking about the number of balls that just skipped off the ground for Mahomes. And I like, look, I have nothing against Patrick Mahomes. I think he makes the game exciting. Yes. I'm a, I'm a fan of, you know, Everything that when a player has a big smile and throws a great ball and Stefan digs on the sideline at the end of the game, I'm just like, I love this guy. Right. I just love the image of the NFL when good guys are doing cool, fun stuff. What's what's amazing about the Collinsworth thing is he was completely fighting it right up until Al Michaels leading him down the He's in the conversation for the MVP. I don't know if he's in the conversation with the way he's in the conversation for the MVP, blah, 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 blah. And then Allen like holds the defensive back, sucks the linebackers, throws that dart to seal the game. And then Collinsworth finally concedes he's the MVP. It took him him all the way to that point, 38 to 20 to finally go. Yeah, he's probably the MVP. I know. I I don't get it. I I just, I, I feel like, um, you know, we had we had enough camera shots on Steve Spagnuola. I mean, I saw him on camera as much as I saw anybody. Right. And, you know, we had one, like maybe one or two shots of Leslie Frazier, who by all accounts is absolutely delivering what we had begged and hoped for. And he's doing it in, in style. With yes. four guys up front, with seven behind. Yes. I mean, let's do a little piece on what's Leslie Frazier going to do to these hapless Chiefs at the moment instead of saying, oh, well, Patrick's having an off night, which they barely conceded in the fourth quarter that he was having a tough night. Right. And then they want to talk about how uh, Clark's sack on Josh Allen was, oh, my God, that was hardly roughing the passer. And then Ed Oliver's, I was like, be serious? That's I mean, not that's not even it. It's the, literally the phantom call on Morse happened to play before they got the first down called a phantom holding, holding penalty, which was not a hold. And then everybody's griping about that roughing the passer the very next play. They got the first down. Don't throw a flag on a non-penalty 
and that play doesn't even happen. So uh, it's crazy. But I'm at practice tonight with Roman. Y'all met Roman a little earlier. And I'm yeah, coaching yep. the offensive line. And we're doing 1v1 on pass. And I'm having a hard time for the guys, like, understanding, you know, getting the hands out, right, firing the hands. So yep. I'm doing a little, you know, beat up on the freshman kind of thing because I got anger issues. <laughs> and I literally, you know, because, you know, I want to have them see what, what the right thing is to do. So I come off and I lock hands and I twist. You know, you want to grab and twist and hold the guy right here and sit down. You want to be like, you know, your chin, your four, your top of your head down by the V of the neck. That's right, that's my right. coach. Because right. you're going to play a lot taller, but if you practice down here, you'll play where I want you. If you practice here, you'll play here, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm sitting down and I'm saying, this is what I want you guys to do. This is legal. This is good. And, all, and I'm like, unless you're Mitch Morse. <laughs> Last night, unless you're Mitch Morse. Mitch Morse. Like, I want to show everybody what Mitch did. I'm like, this is exactly what you do on Pass Pro. He's down low. He's got his hands inside. He's like, flag. <laughs> flag. <laughs> We got to wrap this thing up, big guy. So uh, from, a, from a where do we go from here standpoint, the only thing that I can think is what you said at the top of the show, was, the show was which, which is don't get your head over your skis, right? Make sure you stay balanced on your skis. That's where we go from here. You just knocked off the boogeyman. At this point in time, what are your, what are your final words to the fans, to Bills Mafia and to the Buffalo Bills? Not that any of them are watching, but you would be surprised, John, how many of them do listen to these shows and watch these shows. I totally think they're out there listening and watching. People like tag me on the Twitter box all the time saying that they love you. And wouldn't it be great if I got a little bit better? Um, and I'm okay with that. You know, I, my advice is you're settling into a groove. And like you said earlier, don't like come out and, you know, try and do something funky against Tennessee. You know, you've established an identity with what you're doing really well. And nobody can take that away from you right now except you. So don't abandon what's working really well, right? You've got to just continue to do what's working really, really well. And that will that will take us home. If we get away from that, that's going to be the issue. Things are going to go bad. They always do, right? right? You have to be able to just stick with what got you there and keep battling through what got you there. Now, what I want is somebody in Bill's Mafia to give me a, a um, I think the meme has got to be Josh Allen going over like a fence line with a bunch of deer in the background, like Josh <laughs> Allen, the gazelle going over the fence with like a, a wild herd of deer or elk. I mean, that's the meme. I mean, that's yeah, next, next, next week, I him, like going over a fence line with a bunch of deer <laughs> next week. This show might be hosted by somebody else. <laughs> you spent that much time. You kept us all in suspense as we could hear you drawing something on your desktop. Last week, it was like formations and X's and O's. This week, it's a chicken scratch stick figure of Josh Allen. I, that too. <laughs> if I had more time. If I had more time, it would have been a little bit better. And he, and he autographed it. Brandon Stevens comes in at the end, and Brandon is all over Twitter. Uh, he loves you as well. He says, John Fina is a badass. Love that guy. Ladies and gentlemen. Hey, wait, wait. I want to respond to my, my one fan out there. Uh, <laughs> was that our is, fan? Uh, I guess this is my farewell gig because Josh is or Joe's kicking me to the curb. Josh is going to kick me to the curb for this drawing, too. Like, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. Um Hey, man, thanks for the compliment. Thanks for tuning in to the Off Tackle with John Fina show. Your host, Joe Miller, and the Q42 location for your all-natural, delicious, small-batch, local honey barbecue sauces in both Carolina Gold, Mustard, and Kansas City, who got drubbed. Take your chicken, get some Q42, and drub the Chiefs in the Q42 Kansas City-style sauce. Yes, and go to Q42Barbecue.com, type in the promo code FINA Show after our guy right there, John Fina, and you'll get 15% off of every order. Make sure you put it in so that we can track if you guys are coming from us or not because we obviously want to see if marketing works, and obviously that's what we're looking to do. But uh, Q42, Buffalo's own barbecue sauce. But uh, any final words before we get out of here? 
Well, I hope that people are enjoying the show. I really, I love working with you. It's fun. It's a blast. Uh, it's a riot. My final words are, you know, take what you do good, throw it at the Tennessee tuxedos and make them stop who you are right now. Don't invent something. Bill's Mafia, for those of you who came to Kansas City, you know, it got drenched and probably stayed longer than 25% of the Kansas City fans. Mm. Good on you. Way to represent and, uh, you know, I know there's a whole bunch of people going to the Titans game down there. Bill's Mafia represent for me, for Joe, for our team. And let's bring home a victory and let's go. I think it'd be five and one, right? Or is it- yeah, five and one, five and one. That way. Yep. Okay. With them giant okay. hands. Everybody, you've hey, been paid, tuned into. Go ahead. They're good for juggling Josh Allen, um, farming coconuts or easy, cantaloupe. Easy, just stop. Just cantaloupe. Stop. Just stop. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been tuned into the Off Tackle with John Fina show. I'm the host, Joe Miller, with my guy, John Fina, on the Buffalo Rumblings uh, Multicast Network. Uh, if this is dropped, if you're listening to this in podcast form on Tuesday, Victory Tuesday, we appreciate the listen. Brought to you by this show, this program, Q42 Barbecue Sauce. My name is Joe Miller. That's John Fina. Until next time, we love you guys. Go Bills. Go Bills, baby. Go Bills. I'm talking about straight for that logo on the side of your helmet and not the name on your back. Yes, sir. Because we know what it represents. It represents everybody here you see and everybody you can't that we've talked about. I'm here to strain with you, man. I swear to God I'm here to strain with you. Let's go. Everything you got, strain with everything you got. Let's go. Bills on three. One, two, three. Bills. Bills.